0: From beanies to carry bags, and from shoes to caps, browse our shop now at tntradio.live. This is State of the Nation on today's News Talk, TNT Radio.
1: Okay, well, welcome to State of the Nation. We are back on today's News Talk. I am Steve Hook, broadcasting live from the Central Jersey Shore. There's Brian McClain, also known as Hesher. He's in Central Texas. And, of course, visit us on tr uh, at, at TNTradio.live. TNTradio.live. You can stream along, listen along, watch along, do whatever. But we're very happy to have you back with us. A brand new week. Hesher, it's a new week, man. Hope you had a big weekend. Did your team oh, win yeah. the game last <laughs> night? Did you care? Was there was a game? I No,
2: I, I didn't really notice.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a good game for the second half. The first half was pretty boring. But anyway. I did, watch, um, I
2: did however, enjoy watching people uh, have steroid freakouts and break their TVs with their fists and
1: feet when things didn't go their way. That's always one of my favorite parts. Oh, yeah. The fans at home watching, and they <laughs> yeah. they just bought themselves a 65-inch OLED TV, and then they shatter it when their team screws up. It's that's roid rage. It's all the rage. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but at any rate, listen, man, a lot going on um, in the in the world today. We've got a big, big show for you today, folks, and uh, trust me, you're going to enjoy it. But a lot happening over the course of the weekend. The fallout for the special prosecutor uh, Robert Hur's report is still sending. Reverberations throughout the Beltway. Democrats are in pure panic mode. Uh, Hesh, I have no doubt that you saw that all of the uh, acolytes, the Biden acolytes and and sycophants, uh, have been on the uh, on the warpath on this guy, saying this is all political. It's all crap. Of course, these are the same people that said every you know every bad thing that's happened, every every bird that's fallen from the sky is Trump's fault, and now they're saying this is not true. I work with the guy as if not only are we not supposed to believe the report but we can't even believe our own eyes or our own ears. Pretty uh pretty staggering yeah. but yeah we got we know. got a list of rhinos to call out in that
2: regard today Steve and we'll definitely be expanding on that. Uh but yeah I I, I watched a bit of that. I did keep my eye on uh the that one and uh the statements from the white house continue to be pure comedy i mean kjp yes. biden himself uh all of their sycophants and and suck-ups and puppets all just hilarious watching them try to uh frame this in a way that's anything other than reality
1: yeah well that's what i mean i mean it's one thing to say okay robert her got it wrong but we've all witnessed it we've seen it I mean, you can't, you know, don't believe your own lying eyes. It's pretty pathetic. But with all of this going on, the, the, the question obviously becomes, well, what the hell's going to happen in the election? Because it doesn't look like the old man's going to be able to hang on. Uh, I'm not even sure he could secure the nomination at this point uh, because people are starting to turn on him. So Kamala Harris was asked about this. Vice President Kamala Harris says she is ready to serve as concern over President Biden's age and mental fitness continue to grow, notably among members of his own party. Harris made the statement during a recent interview last week before the Thursday release of the special counsel robert Hur's report on biden's mishandling of classified documents which uh described the president's memory as having quote uh significant limitations unquote and uh, this is what harris said she goes i'm ready to serve there's no question about that <laughs> well there might be some very serious questions about that uh but uh she added that anyone who's observed her work walks away fully aware of my capacity to lead this, by the way, I'm reading from FoxNews.com. Republicans piled on Biden following the her report last week, but Democrats have also begun voicing, at least admitting, to a greater concern uh, surrounding Biden's age and whether it could hurt his chances at, we, uh, at reelection this year. Former President Bill Clinton's chief strategist, the raging Cajun himself, James Carville, said, It's the biggest television. I'm talking about the Super Bowl. Now, you'll recall, Hash, this is two years in a row that Biden has opted out for the presidential interview, which always happens, kind of tradition, on Super Bowl Sunday. And uh, here's what Carville said. He goes, it's the biggest television audience and not even close. You get a chance to do a 20 to 25-minute interview on that day, and you don't do it? That's kind of the sign of this. Uh, that's a kind of sign that the staff or yourself doesn't have much confidence in you, and there's no other way to read this. And then Paul Begala, another Clinton lackey, pipes in. He says, "Oh, hey, look." Uh, yeah, look, I'm a Biden supporter and I and I have slept like a baby last week. I woke up every two hours crying and wetting the bed. <laughs> this is te- this is terrible for Democrats. And anybody with a functioning brain knows that. That's why it was so funny after the Clintonistas come out and say this is horrible. This is bad, bad, very bad, horrible news. And they're all trying to say that Robert Hur is full of it. I don't know, Hesh. Uh, Are you ready for President Kamala Harris? Are you kidding? That is a
2: joke. <laughs> when I when I saw when I first saw this, it was printed in the quote, ready to serve. I was like, is this a recycled quote from the early 90s, like rega- regarding to Montel Williams or something? I mean, who's, who's, who's she serving here? Um, certainly not the people of her district, you know, ever, ever. And now her nation, uh, everybody knows it. She couldn't even service a, uh, you know, a reading of uh, something about a bus, probably.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I think I know where you're going to. with that. Uh, I think I know where you're going, buddy. But yeah, th- this is and this is going to be a question that's going to be asked more and more as as the days uh, tick down, uh, because it doesn't look like there is a plan B. Um, a lot of insiders are saying, hey, for all you folks who are hoping for Michelle Obama, you can just forget that she's not going to do it. We'll see. Hey, if you love a good documentary, then you're going to love our special screenings. Uninterrupted cinema features some of the uh, some of the latest or notable documentaries from the world's best filmmakers. Check out TNT's website for more information. Oh, weekends are better when you spend it with us on today's news talk TNT.
0: Giving you what you want. I want the fact. Today's news talk radio TNT.
1: All right. Well, welcome back to State of the Nation Hesh. Um we could talk about President Kamala Harris, but if it's all the same with you, I'd prefer not to <laughs> go down let's that rabbit get, hole Yeah,
2: let's let's we, we don't want to pump any reality into that. We don't want to manifest something that we can't handle. I mean, Speaking things are bad into existence. already. <laughs> yeah. So, we'll, we'll we'll let that one go right there. It is funny, though.
1: It is funny. And and, and at some point soon we may be forced to discuss discuss it. Uh, but apparently she's thinking about it. So we'll see. I'm wondering, my, my only question about it, and I'll le- let it go at this is, is she talking about serving out the remainder of his term or is she talking about not only serving out the remainder of this term, but uh, also running a, uh, for, for reelection? Uh, I don't know. But again, we'll that's talk about good it. a question.
2: Yeah, that, yeah, that's actually a good question because it's kind of an ambiguous statement. And things are going so badly that it could end up being something that could apply to the rest of this term. Who knows? And with regards to uh, the Michelle Obama factor, just briefly before we pivot here, I did notice that she was trending on Twitter this weekend. The concept has gotten uh, much wider um, thought out there in the social media feeds. And I couldn't help but notice that it was about half of the commentary uh, just speaking about the... uh, potentially ambiguous nature of her birth gender so that's not a good sign for her you know uh combat landing in as perhaps a uh, ghost
1: candidate yeah a lot of people are saying she's a man it's like that old scene from austin powers that's a man baby um i will i just offer that without comment i do want to comment on this though hash and get your take on it because this is we have often mentioned on State of the Nation just how bad Mitch McConnell is and just how much of an absolute rhino he is and how he's been a real problem for the for the Republican Party. Things have only gotten worse. Apparently, Mitch McConnell and Senate rhinos helped pass a Ukraine funding package that includes, get this, language of an automatic impeachment should a newly minted President Trump terminate funding for the Ukrainian War this is Jim Hoft over at the Gateway pundit he says in an unusual session held on Super Bowl Sunday so yesterday when nobody was paying attention to what was going on in DC uh that's when the U.s does the the U.S. Senate does a special Senate uh session the U.S. Senate voted to move forward a substantial 95 billion dollar aid package. That will support Ukraine, Israel, and Taiwan with zero southern border security provisions. The package includes 60 billion uh standalone for Ukraine, 14 billion for uh, Israel, uh, and the vote garnered, garnered support from Rhinos with a final tally of 76 uh, or 67 to 27. According to the Hill, Schumer offered Republicans the chance to vote on amendments. Uh, in exchange for expediting the legislative process, so speed it along while nobody's watching. Everybody's concerned about the the big game and Travis and Taylor, and we'll vote this, you know, we'll vote this disaster in by a vote of sixty seven to twenty seven. The Senate invoked cloture on Murray's substitute amendment uh, thirteen eighty eight HR uh, to HR. 815 this is a legislative vehicle for supplemental appropriations senate press gallery wrote on x formerly tw- uh, twitter 67 senators voted in favor of war funding while 27 senators opposed the expenditure all of whom were republicans uh on super bowl sunday 16 republicans vote to continue the war funding zero zero for the border And a poison pill buried in the bill that should Trump try and remove this funding, if he gets elected, it will automatically trigger impeachment proceedings. That's what Mitch McConnell was doing yesterday while everybody else was making their seven-layer dip and powering down their beers watching the football game. What do you think?
2: I think McConnell was probably having some ice cream and hot dogs with uh, with Joe Biden while their staffers were doing this. These guys can't come up with this kind of stuff. This is ridiculous. And those eighteen Republicans right there from great states too. John Cornyn from my own state. Shame on you. You know Chuck Grassley. Shame on you. There's eighteen. Todd Young, Roger Wicker, Tom Tillis, John Thune, Dan Sullivan. I'm not going to go through the whole list, but Mitt Romney's in there, and Mitch McConnell are in there. So you got to wonder what's going on with these other 16 turds that are voting along with these geriatric old pukes who have no care whatsoever about this country. They're actually trying. This is disgusting, Steve. This is absolutely disgusting. So many Americans are pissed off about this today. They did sneak this in while the Super Bowl was going on. They didn't get their stupid border bill that they threatened every they threatened the American people with going to war if we didn't sign that stupid border bill. And that border bill had all this stuff in it. And we've been saying for this whole time, hey, uh, we don't want this stuff in there. So now it's like they're trying to do a reverse thing on us and be like, oh, there's not even anything in there for the southern border. Well, hey, they did exactly what we wanted. They delivered a, a DOA thing, you know, to try to omnibus this all together. They couldn't get it even through our corrupt house. So they had to wave till Super Bowl Sunday and shove this thing under the door. Unbelievable. Plus, plus throw in a thing that they can just further the banana Republican of America to like instant impeachment for let's just add some more things to impeach for. Why would the American public want more things to impeach for when they've already just given us dog and pony show after dog and pony show of
1: impeachments that all led to just. Bubkiss. Yeah, it's it's, it's absolute BS. I was just watching um, Ron Johnson, Senator Ron Johnson. He was on uh, uh, Posobiec's uh, 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 human events page, uh, and they were doing a live interview. And he basically said, look, I got news for you. Mike Johnson, the Speaker of the House, has been completely cut out of this. Has been completely removed from any negotiation. This is all McConnell, and he said, he said to your point, he said this is Mitch McConnell's team that wrote this. Nobody else wrote this. McConnell is just, uh, just basically surrendering. He's giving, he's, he's he's giving everything to the Democrats that they want, and apparently Ron Johnson, Senator Vance, all is another one. They're speaking out saying to Mike Johnson in the House, kill this, kill this dead when it makes its way to the House. Get rid of it. Don't allow this to go down. So the senators, now we talked about this last week, Esh, that there's a big chasm between Republicans, mostly between the House and the Senate, but it looks like there's a big chasm inside the Senate itself between rhinos and decent American Republican senators, and shame on all of them that signed this garbage no no
2: it's absolutely ridiculous man um and and just i mean think about that you're adding in extra layers for impeachment over over what stopping a war we're we're we're, we've got a bill now where they're gonna say hey if a president comes in and tries to stop one of our foreign unpopular disastrous foreign wars he can be impeached he or she can be impeached yeah where, where are we right now? Where where did yeah. I wake up? Banana Republicville.
1: Place? Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um,
2: yeah. Yeah. I don't know what else to say about it. It's uh, Americans are infuriated. I'll just leave it
1: at that. <laughs> yes. Yes, they are. They're very infuriated. There's so much more to talk about. You got anything, Ash? Uh, Well, you know,
2: we're going to bring our next guest on our first guest for the week here momentarily. But I would like to just point out that I'm sure a lot of people have noticed that there was a shooting at the Lakewood Church out in uh, Houston, Texas this weekend. And uh, some psychopathic individual went in there. illegally carrying a firearm someone who uh does not have uh, the legal right to carry a firearm in this country because they're a uh, multiple felon uh turns out we've got another trans shooter here we've got uh someone who was born jeffrey uh identifying as uh, a uh, a female and went in there with a child with a young person and tried to open fire and two um two law enforcement related citizens luckily were there and um stopped that attack but child yeah. was injured in doing so and just very sad but yet again another example of why gun laws don't stop this kind of violence and good citizens uh legally carrying defensive firearms uh came to the rescue even though very sad situation but uh i'm gonna leave yeah, it I've at that, that one
1: c- yeah yeah go Apparently ahead and that five year i was just gonna say that five-year-old kid that was shot he's in critical condition and the uh the outlook is not good for him yeah and yeah yeah, this is another trend imagine that transgender with health issue i mean mental health issues imagine mm, reminiscence of nashville hello Mm -hmm.
2: yeah yeah this is becoming a trend perhaps all right we're going to take a quick break here with state of the nation at today's news talk tnt
3: tnts for voye morich he details factually how russia is rolling out the algorithm ghetto Um, You know, the the, the multipolar edition of the algorithm ghetto, a prototype of a traffic light that records traffic violations by a pedestrian at a crossing was tested in Moscow. So Russians now they'll they'll have a the government will take a snapshot of their face and then run that through the databases to figure out who is who and then find them, uh, I suppose. Uh, And then, you know, he, he points out that there are a lot of developments now. Moscow 2030. It's, 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 uh, they want to make, uh, Moscow achieve smart city status. Uh, and there's just, you know, you, you look at the white papers, Moscow and Russia are all in on Agenda 2030 smart
0: cities, algorithm ghetto, digital IDs. For Voye Morich on today's news talk, TNT. Oh. still wearing a cloth or surgical mask around in public, you're guilty of spreading COVID misinformation. It really is that simple. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Okay,
1: welcome back to State of the Nation. With the border continuing to be held wide open for illegals, drug mules, terrorists, and sex traffickers by the Biden administration, an issue that was as predictable as the sunrise has started to come into focus. Namely, where do we put them all? If the current administration will do nothing to curb the problem, but rather facilitate and even encourage more of this illegal invasion, it leads to an obvious problem that's infecting so many blue cities right now, even as we speak. Rampant crime, sexual assaults, as well as assaults on police officers are up. They're getting out of hand, quite frankly. So now some liberal Democrats are asking American people, the American people to house the illegals under their own roofs. You know, show that you care. Here to discuss this intentionally created disaster is the communications director at America First Policy Institute, uh, Hillary Beckham, uh, or uh, Hilton Beckham. Hilton, hello. Welcome to State of the Nation. It's wonderful to have you today. How are you?
4: I'm great. How about you?
1: Very good. Thanks. So um, we've seen what's happening at the southern border. You'd have to be uh, blind to miss it. It's intentional. Uh, it's designed. I I Suspect it's designed, uh, in order to change census numbers when the next census comes around, in order to facilitate more and more Democrat districts. That's what's going on, um, and it's really had an effect. Are you about to take a family in, uh, in your household, uh, Hilton? Are you going to open your doors up? To maybe some yeah, Venezuelans. I, I
4: will open my doors up when I see Biden and Kamala Harris open their doors up to house illegal aliens. Like this is an actual joke. I can't believe that these people, these mayors, these city leaders, are actually out there saying, "Here's a here's a solution. Open your doors to unvetted migrants, illegal aliens who have crossed our borders. We don't know where they've come from. We don't know what they've done. We have no idea of their history. But can you please house them and be a good citizen? Be opening. Be well. Welcoming and house these people in your home. It's absolutely ridiculous. I, I just like I, I would love to know the inner workings of a liberal mind because I don't know how this could actually be fathomable as a as a pertinent solution.
2: Right. I mean, we we already are. We already are housing them. We're putting them in churches, we're putting them in schools, we're roping off areas of town and putting black tarp around it in in here in in south texas all over the place uh airports have black tarped off areas with illegal migrants crowded into them police stations have been given over to them so i mean no mention of that very much in the mainstream media right i mean all we hear is oh hey you guys should take some of these people in like Oh, are we grocery shopping for them too? Or are they going to use that uh, prepaid debit card that has $1,300 a month to buy my groceries? Who cooks? Who cleans? I mean, it's what a joke.
4: No, it's a serious joke. And again, like none of these leaders in the community are, are taking these migrants in. They would actually laugh at the idea that they would have to take them in. But you, you, the working citizen, the everyday American, you guys can house these illegals. You guys didn't ask for this. In fact, majority of Americans have said, hey, what the hell is happening down at our border? Close it off. We want it to be stopped, but we have to pay the penalty for your guys's le- liberal-leaning policies of you know open borders, let anybody in. It's, I, I really, again, I don't understand the logic, but I think you hit a really good point with the census. Like the, the liberals know their their policies aren't popular. They, they they ruin communities. They're they're ruining our country, and um, they know people aren't going to vote for it. So we just gonna have to ma- build a new demographic. To make sure that they they always stay in power. Um, so yeah, we're, we're going to keep seeing this. If and Again, I don't even think like America can't take another four years of this. Like we are hitting such astronomical highs. We're breaking records almost every month with how many illegals that are coming into the country. So we can't take another four years of Biden. We can't take another four years of a, of a Kamala. God help us. Um, but yeah, we really need Donald Trump back in office.
1: Yeah, well, that kind of leads to the next question that I was just about to put to you. Mm -hmm. After the Robert Herr report came out that told us what we all already knew, that Biden is a cognitively gone, grifting, racist POS, my words, not yours. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But now we're being told by his uh, apparatchiks and his uh, sycophants and his acolytes that Robert Herr is full of it. We work with this man every day. He is. I mean, he is so with it, as if our we're, we're, we we can't even believe our own lying eyes and our own lying ears. We've seen it. So now that he's come out, the question went to Kamala: Are you ready to take over? And she said, "I am ready to lead whenever." I mean, what is your thought on a Kamala Harris administration, uh, Hilton?
4: It's 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 not a thought because it can't happen. Like, I, the, she's so unpopular with her own party. Typically, I mean, I think we both would agree to this if, if, you know, Biden, given his age, like, I think the Democrats are looking for an out, are looking for a path forward without Biden. And the first person you would typically go to is the vice president. And they are not mentioning her name whatsoever. They're not talking about it. There's no plans. There's no marketing strategy, nothing. They are keeping her name out of their mouths. So. I- she can't run. She can't. She doesn't have the support of her own party. I'm just shocked that there isn't a plan B that hasn't been brought up yet. I would think they'd want to throw someone like Gavin Newsom or Michelle Obama into the race. Just you know, I typically I don't want them in there, but I would think the Dems would want that. I, I just I don't. I think the Democrats are like clueless right now. They're they 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 have no direction to go into, and I think they think maybe Biden can pull it off, like good old Joe. But his numbers have fallen so hard. I don't. I don't even understand. How they're they they could make that a strategy.
2: Yeah. It really does beg so many questions. Like, what what is actually the plan here? Is this like strictly a chessboard of contingency plans and you mm-hmm. know hopes and dreams, or is there a solid like fallback? Because it really does feel like they're laying the groundwork for. Whatever it may be, I mean, you kind of have to like just if even if Biden was functioning better than he is, you would if you're the DNC or you know the deep state or whatever's pulling the strings there in this uh, organization. If you're them, you have to have a decent fallback fallback plan. But it almost feels at this point like the fallback plan is just one of division and chaos and. You know, demonize all Republicans, demonize everybody that's not on board with uh, the entire, you know, globalist woke pandemic, uh, you know, open border agenda. So, um, you know, uh, let's expand on that after a brief headline here. We're going to be right back with our guest here at State of the Nation on today's News Talk TNT.
3: Really big, big,
1: big, big. The biggest breaking news story. Big, gigantic, big, enormous.
3: TNT Radio News. For TNT, this is James O'Neill. The British Defense Ministry announced that the HMS Prince of Wales could not depart for the largest NATO exercise since the Cold War, marking the second incident involving a Royal Navy aircraft carrier in a week. The Philippine Coast Guard reported that at least four Chinese Coast Guard ships engaged in over 40 instances of shadowing and attempting to block a Philippine ship from patrolling near the Scarborough Shoal last week. In Kinshasa, the capital of the Democratic Republic of the Congo, a bus collided with a truck, resulting in the deaths of at least 18 people
0: why not give tnt radio a follow we're on all major social platforms including facebook twitter instagram gab and getter help us get the word out as we cover the biggest topics of our time right here on today's news talk tnt radio tnt radio
2: now hilton you make a great point about kamala harris i mean we we talk about hillary clinton as a damaged brand I mean, at least she got into the later part of her career before it was just a completely destroyed brand. But Kamala, like, stepped into the vice presidency with a damaged brand. And we even hear that Joe Biden very much does not like her because of some of the things she called him out for in the debates. With that all in mind, I mean... First off, I'd point out just the woes of diversity hires, because you talked about the Mm -hmm. importance of that vice president being that contingency plan so that these sort of things don't have to be ginned up in like a a social media influencer sort of way, which does feel like what Gavin Newsom is doing blatantly and Michelle Obama is doing somewhat uh, subtly. I mean, where do you Mm -hmm. think this is all heading?
4: Um, I I would say... I feel like they're, well, first of all, I don't even think Biden, I mean, this sounds awful, but I don't even think he could last till the end of the year. And he just seems to be in such a, a, like a a fall right now. Um, Kamala Harris, I think she will go out kicking and screaming. Cause her legacy is not going to be vice president who was, you know, turned over by, I mean, what if they go with a Gavin Newsom, they're turning over a black female for a white male again, you know, like the party of diversity, they're going to, they're going to go with the white guy again. And they always blame Republicans for not being diverse enough. Um, But if, I mean, if Michelle Obama steps in, that's a whole different story. I just, I cannot, I couldn't tell you which way they'd go. But I do think Kamala is, is not going to go out quietly for sure. Yeah. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I'm sorry I don't mean to I don't mean to laugh but it's so funny they've painted themselves in this corner this just goes to prove that when you play the identity politics game it's a double-edged sword they're getting cut by the second edge of this sh- sword right now Kamala of course bagged out of the of of her candidacy for president with less than two percent of the vote she didn't even make it to the first primary and she was gone but on the way out the door she made sure to Called Biden a racist, which of course prompted Biden to immediately say, "You're perfect for my VP pick." Well, of here's course. what David, you know, here's what David Axelrod had to say about a Michelle Obama possible air shooting in. Former First Lady Michelle Obama has no plans on replacing President Joe Biden, says former Obama White House advisor David Axelrod. He was speaking about the possibility of Michelle replacing Biden uh, on CNN, and he says, I would be floored if she would consent to that They feel that they have given 10 years of their life to this. And I'm sure that she feels as Barbara Bush did when she said there has to be someone other than the Bushes and the Clintons who could be president of the United States. My guess is that's probably her attitude as well. And you know what, Hilton, if we're all honest, it's been President Obama's White House. Since the day that Biden was sworn in, I have no doubt that he, Susan Rice, Valerie Jarrett, they're behind the scenes pulling a lot of the levers here. And now they're going to try and I don't know, man, if they throw Michelle Obama into the mix, can you imagine the catfight with between Kamala's uh, people and hers? And then, of course, uh, Gavin is the whitest white man possible.
4: Right. No, I think it's- <laughs> Kamala, too. I I don't know if you saw, you know, James O'Keefe interviewing that White House official, but they were like, we can't get rid of her. Like, first of all, she's a black female, like, but she can't even hold black staffers. They don't even want to be around her. Like, she's probably the worst of the worst. And if you can't even keep a team, then how are you going to run for president? Um, so no, I, I, yeah, but I would imagine there'd be a lot of infighting and catfighting amongst Michelle and Kamala Gavin again, white male, but I mean, he's very charismatic and very popular, even though I'm from the state of California and I refuse to go back there because of how much of a, an S H I T hole that place is now given his wonderful policies. Um, so so yeah, I I I could I could see Gavin stepping in, but I mean, is it the right time? The, pro- the thing with Joe Biden too, he is a perfect puppet right now. He's not all there, you know, he's con- cognitively gone. So the far left and, you know, whatever whatever you want to call it, they can play him like a puppet. He can do and say whatever they want him to do. And um, also too, it doesn't seem like this administration has really accomplished anything they haven't really done anything so you don't really have to he doesn't really have to do anything as president he's just a perfect little puppet sitting in the white house doing and and saying what the far left needs him to do so um so yeah i mean it would be really interesting to see in the next few months what actually shakes up
2: yeah this is gonna be really interesting to see how it develops and i agree with you about california i left there and i'm not going back i'm doing my best to get my friends and family out of there too at this point um What do you think about all of the uh sort of i don't know if i should call it deep state saber rattling but there's a lot of Mm -hmm. talk about cyber polygon a lot of talk about civil war a lot of talk about martial law a lot of talk about disease x you know and after everything we've Mm -hmm. seen them throw everything at the wall societally culturally politically we've got you know uh skirmishes big skirmishes that could turn into multi-front uh battles and wars um do you what do you think about people that are because we've talked to some people that think there's not even going to be an election this time around they've run out of options Mm -hmm. their only options is literal chaos do you have any uh fears about that or do you you give that uh some of these ideas any credence
4: well What's starting to scare me and I'm not like super well read into all of the different theories that are going around, but I do believe like I just don't put anything past the the far left anymore. But what's starting to scare me is people really buying into COVID popping back up. I live in D.C. right now and the amount of people that are wearing masks and even on the metro, somebody coughed and a lady with a mask on freaked out over it. And uh, I just hope something like that wouldn't shove Biden back in the basement to campaign from there or or something. I'm not sure, but. I really hope something that doesn't, you know, make the world stop, basically, and then you give a pass to someone like Biden and the far left to continue into the White House um, happens. And also, too, in Arizona, they just passed or they're trying to pass a law and our organization is trying to fight it right now about election integrity, where you people who are trying to monitor what's going on at the election boxes and drop boxes that you have to stay a certain feet away. I think it's like 70 feet away. So like, why would, why do they care so much that we want to monitor how our ballots are being counted? Um, I just think we have to be really, really careful when it comes to election day and pre-election day with counting ballots and making sure that's all tied up because we got screwed over in 2020 for sure. Um, And then also any kind of COVID related illnesses starting to pop up to scare people to stay in their houses or, you know, to keep Biden again in the basement. So who knows? There's a lot of things to consider.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it is a very scary – I mean, it's very scary to even consider it because your your mind can go – Uh, In so many different places, we can talk uh, just talking about the safety of uh, former President Trump. I'm sure that's a big concern amongst his security detail. And the funny thing is, and Hilton, you said it, I wouldn't put anything and I mean anything past them. I think that this is more than a battle between Republican and Democrat. It's more than conservative versus uh, conservative libertarian versus liberal progressive. This is, and I know this sounds hyperbolic. I don't much care. This is good versus evil. And I think they are very, very evil. And I think they would stoop to any, any level to keep Trump out of the White House. If that means starting a, a, a new pandemic, so be it. But whatever, I mean... God almighty, I just, and it was, has, has there ever been a worse week for President Biden than there was last week, Hilton? Has there ever been a worse week? No.
4: I I really want to know what his press team is thinking. I just don't understand. You keep him away from the press as much as possible, but the one time you decide to throw a press conference is when the, you know, when it comes out that he's in mental decline and it's also... Like, what, 9 p.m. at night? You're going to throw them out there and have them do an open press conference and take questions? I just, I, I, it blows my mind how, I hate to say it, but dumb these people are. Like, (laughs) any other time he could go out and do questions. Why don't you do a short, short, sharp statement that's recorded, throw it out, and then do a press conference in the morning if you have to. But it's unreal how they, they handle pretty much every situation that's thrown at them.
2: Yeah, Uh, we've talked with experts on, you know, aging and dementia and, you know, the, you know, unfortunate things that happen to many of us as we, you know, get to his age. And they've pointed out, you know, um, people that are dealing with, uh, you know, uh, neuropathic issues, dementia type, uh, you know, symptoms that he displays. They don't do well after a certain time, like after you know nap and ice cream time. It's it's kind of like you know they're they're on the sunset of their day. So to, you're you make a really good point. It's almost like is this elder abuse? Do you guys you know do you just abuse the puppet that badly, um, or you know or is this intentional? Or I gotta wonder sometimes mm-hmm. the stuff that comes out. It's so polarizing and it, it pushes the outrage button. And, you know, we pushed the outrage button on the left for for the whole time Trump was there. And now we push the outrage button on the right daily. Almost. It looks almost intentional to me, Hilton. Hilton, we're just about out of time. Wrap us up. You got about 30 to 60 seconds.
4: No, I just want to go back to the point of uh, good versus evil. I think you're dead on with that. I, I don't know if you're a believer, but I am. And I think it's almost it's become a party of do you believe in God or you don't? Because um, yeah. this is turning into a godless society and we're seeing you know communities fall apart because of it. So I think you're totally spot on when you say this is good versus evil. Um, but, yeah, I really hope we have a, a change of leadership come election season
2: yeah yeah and then we got to hold them we got to hold them accountable once it does happen uh and we need to get there we can't get distracted by disease x or any of this other fake garbage they want to throw our way we can't get distracted with it all right hilton beckham we look forward to your next appearance thank you for rejoining us here at state of the nation again america first policy institute is where you keep up with hilton's work and this is state of the nation at today's news talk tnt
0: with his expert analysis and opinion this is tnt radio's timothy shea oh no could the squad soon be a thing of the past well
3: based on the hot water that democrat representatives cory bush from missouri and ilhan omar her brother's wife from minnesota are in all signs point to yes outcome likely what am i talking about well according to representative byron Donalds of florida Corey Bush has diverted campaign funds into some questionable security expenses. And Omar was filmed in Somalia saying she's Somalian first and Muslim second. Didn't seem to be a mention of the United States or her oath of office to the Constitution in there. The sooner we're well shot of these people, the better. They're clearly here based on intersectionality, not intellect and nothing will become them so much as they're leaving. From MAGAinstitute.com, this is Timothy Shea for today's news talk, TNT. The
4: challenges our planet's animals are facing sometimes feel a bit heavy.
2: The animals haven't eaten in a day, two days. They haven't drank anything.
0: They're cold, they're dehydrated. But remember, there's good happening right now. At home. We were able to get into your unit and we have all four of your cats who uh,
4: Okay. And around the world, for any animal, any disaster. Search ifa.org forward slash disaster ready.
0: Issues that dominate America. This is State of the Nation on today's News Talk Radio, TNT.
2: Last month, the 11th Circuit Court of Appeals cited for a second time with Georgia Secretary of State Raffensburger's legal arguments in the long-running curling versus Raffensburger lawsuit finding once again that adoption of the plaintiff's position in the case was quote-unquote clear error. Now I'm reading from the Georgia Secretary of State Office's posting here. The bench trial will undoubtedly feature the usual overblown rhetoric and conspiracy theories from activist plaintiffs on both the left and right. More importantly, there will be no evidence that Georgia's elections have been hacked or compromised, or that any Georgian has been denied the right to vote, or have that vote counted accurately. All the plaintiffs agree that Georgia had secure and accurate elections in 2020 and 2022. Our next guest is joining us from voterga.org, where he and his colleagues, colleagues would disagree with that rhetoric you just heard from the Secretary of State's office. He's a career information technology professional with over 40 years of in-depth experience and over 17 years of volunteer research into electronic voting systems. Garland Favrito joins us now to discuss Curling versus Raffensperger. Garland, welcome back to State of the Nation. This case has the potential to ban Dominion Voting System's use in Georgia elections. So talk to us about the ramifications of the case and your response to the rhetoric used by the Secretary of State's office.
5: Well, uh, Brian, it just incenses me to uh, listen to some of that rhetoric. First of all, we don't agree that there was a safe and secure Georgia election, and we did put actual evidence on the record. Let me give you uh, uh, several examples which they could not explain under oath. One was the case in the 2022 U.S. Senate race where Herschel Walker's vote totals dropped 20,000 votes between 9.59 p.m. and 10.03 p.m., four-minute span, while his opponent's votes, Raphael Warnock's votes, went up by 4,036, and Chase Oliver, the Libertarian candidate, went up by 336 votes. The they really didn't have any explanation for that. They uh, went, The state election uh, director tried to say that, well, um, uh, I, maybe it was an old interim upload uh, that caused that. And of course, uh, if that was true, it wouldn't uh, other candidates' vote tolls would not go up. If they were uploaded an old one, all the candidates' vote tolls would have gone down. So finally, uh, when pressured under cross-examination, the state elections director uh, admitted uh, that they they never investigated that. Uh, That's just one example. I'll give you a couple more. Um, Another one had to do with the DeKalb County race, where the Dominion voting system declared the wrong winners. And they attributed that to human error. Uh, and we uh, asked them about that, uh, no one could explain why the system failed to count 1,805 votes. Um, this case, and I, we may have talked about this case before on your show, Brian, but um, the uh, a, a candidate named Michelle Longspear has got uh, no votes in the precinct where she and her family lived and voted. She reported that to the DeKalb County Um, election board. They tried to run the machine count again, got the same results. They decided to do a um, audit, a hand count audit of the results. And the hand count uh, proved that the voting system had shorted her 75% of her votes. She had gotten over 4,000 votes and should have been in first place. But the system said that she had only gotten 1,000 and eliminated her from the runoff. The hand count proved that the system was wrong. And uh, they uh, t- attempted to say that this was a um, human error. Uh, and it, and uh, I think the implication was that it was due to a ballot alignment problem. However, they never explained why the system uh, failed to count 1,800 votes. Um, and uh, due to a ballot rejection problem that that county had and other counties had, So that was a second example. I'll give you one more. And that was the third one. We found that this ballot rejection problem occurred all over the state of Georgia. 65 of 67 counties surveyed. Uh, it's the same era that occurred in Tennessee. And they tried to say that, uh, well, uh, it, it was different here. The state, state election director said that, you know, we really didn't uh, have this era in Georgia. It was only in Tennessee. Well, the audit logs show that 65 of 67 counties surveyed had that same era. And this was the same era that the Tennessee Secretary of State determined uh, to discontinue use of the Dominion Democracy Suite 5.5 system in the state of Tennessee. Uh, and they tried attempted to claim that they uh, we didn't have the error here, but then under cross examination, they uh, were forced to admit that they never investigated that either. So those are just a few of the examples, hardcore evidence that the Secretary of State lied in his press release.
1: Uh, it's just unbelievable. Hi Garland, um, hey, it's great to have you back again. Um, yeah, it's just unbelievable because hell, it was only a couple of years ago that we were hearing uh, that the new uh, Georgia uh, voter integrity law was Jim Crow 2.0. Hell, Biden referred to it as Jim Eagle. So uh, here, uh, Georgia was being accused of of, uh, of of running the. I mean, hell, it's this is this, this harkens back to Jim Crow what they're trying to do, and now we're finding that maybe it wasn't. Uh, So, so bad for Democrats after all, because they got away with it in 2022. I mean, what, what is going on uh, in the run up to the next election? I know your organization is, is watching this, but we just talked to uh, uh, Hilton um, uh, Beckham just a moment ago. And she said that there's other states that are putting up laws that if you want to observe the election, you can't get within 70 feet of where they're doing the tabulating. They won't allow you to look at it. It sounds almost, Garland, like the fix is already in. Um, Do you
5: get that feeling, too? Well, uh, yes, Stephen. So there are a lot of changes that need to be made to secure the 2024 election here in Georgia. Some of the changes were, uh, were good. Uh, that city Bill 202 that you referenced, uh, that uh, what, what uh, they called Jim Crow, was basically uh, a lot of nonpartisan uh, legislative uh, legislation to, to solve problems that existed in the 2020 election. Serious problems. So uh, it was good, but it didn't go far enough. Uh, what we need to do now, uh, really, what we really need to do is unplug this voting system uh, out of Georgia. That's why we we have that sign behind you, Unplug Georgia. And we want to uh, make sure that ballots are public records so we can use it to verify the results and detect counterfeits. We know that counterfeit ballots were inserted in 2020. Um, we have this one affidavits uh, for that one, six of them, four of them senior poll managers. Uh, so, those are some of the things that we need to do. They should just simply publicly record hand counts and just hand count all the results. And that way, uh, you know, you know uh, who won uh, and there's no dispute about it. And that would uh, resolve all the divisiveness in America uh, that's going on right now because no matter who wins and who loses, the losers are not going to uh, believe that they lost unless it can be proven to them. By looking at the actual ballots, um, so that's kind of where we are in Georgia. A lot, a lot more work to be done, and we're hopefully, hopefully, we'll be, get to do it. Perhaps the uh, Curling case, uh, Judge Totenberg, will, will uh, rule in our favor. We're certainly going to ask her for for everything we can. Uh, Ricardo Davis is our our uh, is a co-plaintiff in that matter, uh, and he's also our co-founder in Voter GA. So we've got some opportunities to clean things up. We'll be talking to the legislature this week, but we still have uh, a lot of of things to do before 2024 general election.
2: So so clearly there's a a vested interest in keeping the Dominion systems in, in keeping the mail-in ballots coming, in extending the amount of time that, uh, you know, Uh, municipalities can spend counting late mail-in ballots that in many cases are not even verified um, because it, it it provides that um you know just what you're talking about right here it provides that vulnerability in the system uh for for whoever wants to game it you know whoever has the power to game it um what What do you think is next in this case? I mean, where do you see it going and does it really have the potential to say, Dominion, you're not invited this time. That went very poorly. And if so, um, does that also, uh, does it necessitate paper ballots or does it just invite other, uh, you know, vote server carriers to come in and commit similar, uh, you know, IT crimes, if you will?
5: Well, the judge's authority, she's made her authority clear that she can um, only say whether or not this dominion system is constitutionally deficient. Um, And that will be her ruling. She cannot say uh, what should be done, but she can only rule that what is going on now is not constitutionally, uh, you know, um, it it basically it severely burdens that constitutional right to vote or constitutionally deficient. So that's the scope of her uh authority, and uh, she will uh probably it'll probably be sixty days before we um have a ruling. We're not expecting one probably until uh mid to late March, most likely. um but hopefully uh that will give us enough time to square things away for the general election,
1: yeah, well, hopefully so. I mean, You know, I I think that everybody is kind of on pins and needles about this election. We've seen what's going on with Biden and his cognitive decline. It's abundantly clear to anybody, even though they keep screaming that Robert Herr was lying. He's as sharp as a tack. It's like, yeah, well, okay. nobody believes that. But now what I'm curious about, Garland, is. What is, what is Rapsenberger's deal here? I mean, we, I know I'm from Georgia. I live on, I live on the Jersey shore, but my family lives in Georgia. And I know that Brian Kemp is a much beloved governor in the state of Georgia. A lot of folks really like Brian Kemp, uh, including my own family. They like him a lot. And they're like, he's got reason to be mad at Trump. Trump threw him under the bus, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Well, maybe they've mended their fences. I don't know. But what's Rapsenberger's deal? What, what What's his agenda at play here? Because it doesn't seem like he's on the same side that we are. Uh, can you explain where, where Brad Rapsenberger comes from? I mean, what, what's his position on this?
5: Well, uh, you know, basically, Ravensberger like most elections officials, uh, want a quiet election. So if problems come up, They don't, they'll tend to sweep them under the rug. And that's exactly what Brad Ravensburger has done. He's swept every problem under the rug. He's attacked uh, a lot of the individuals who've identified the problems. Um, It's just a really uh, disgusting, filthy office, um, really, when you get right down to it. Um, And uh, a lot of these officials that are in the office testified under oath and virtually every one of them had some type of credibility problem where they said something that wasn't true. And then uh, under cross-examination, uh, we were able to discover that in fact it, it was not true. Um, so I, I I think the bottom line, Steve, is that, um, you know, Brad Raffensperger has been compromised and we've known this for some time.
2: Yeah, it's, um it's, it's pretty apparent. I mean, what do I- we we got about a minute left, so we'll let you wrap us up. But uh, I wanted I wanted to ask you before we do that. You know what? It's 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 really staggering to Americans to see this happening. Um, is there is there a consensus? Do you feel like there's a, a building consensus in the state that hey, this isn't right. These machines aren't right. And you guys are saying there's no evidence, but you're refusing to look at evidence of you know these three huge examples that you dropped.
5: Well, yeah, that's exactly, that sums it up, Ryan. That's exactly what's happening here. Um, they keep claiming there's no evidence. We keep uh, bringing the evidence and they keep pretending that they haven't heard it. Um, fortunately, the legislature is, is now on our side. We have been able to turn uh, most of the Senate and, and a lot of the House uh, in our favor, they all know that it's problems. Uh, we've been going around the state uh, for the last couple of years, uh, explaining all the problems. Their their constituents know, and they are really um, coming down hard on the legislators, and you know, very vocal with them, and trying to get some uh, changes in. So fortunately, we have the legislators on uh, uh, legislators on our side now. And now the question is, do they have the courage? To, Garland um, I got
2: to I got to cut you, you off do. right there or the clock'll uh tick us out so I want to make sure I get your website out voterga.org to keep up with this Garland we'll have you back again real soon for an update this is state of the nation on today's news talk TNT